Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. G'day and welcome to That's Incredible. Andrew Daddo is my name and this is a podcast about the unexpectedly awesome things that are all around us. And these are things you may never have noticed before or you may have seen them and then not actually thought that is pretty amazing because you see it all the time. And then you hear about it and go, wow, that's incredible. Like when you're helping bring a load of washing in from outside, you know, you might glance up to the sky and see a flock of birds overhead. Have you ever thought about where they might have come from or how long they've been flying? I mean, those birds could have been on a journey from hundreds of kilometres away, maybe thousands, maybe deep in a rainforest or from a vast wetland, or they could be from next door. I mean, who knows? But just think about all the amazing things they've seen and now they're seeing you. Do you think they'd go, I wonder where that person's from. I wonder if it's come from thousands of miles away and now it's hanging out the washing. What a good person. Oh, yeah. That's a reason to hang out the washing, kids. So the birds flying by might go, that's a good person. If you keep your eyes peeled you'll notice some really amazing stuff in the everyday world around you. On today's episode, we're going to explore one of my favourite things, food. Oh, how much do you love food? What's your favourite? Shout it out. Yes. Now, I know not everyone likes to have pineapple on their pizza. I'm a bit weird. It's called an Aussie. Ham, pineapple, and egg. Now, you say it like that, it's disgusting. But really, all together in my tummy, that is incredible. All this talk of food is definitely making me hungry. Later on, we're going to talk to comedian Mikey Robbins. He wrote a book about the amazing things people eat all over the world, and he'll tell us all about the wacky world of competitive eating. That's not seeing the last slice of pizza and then looking at your brother or sister and racing them for it. It's actually a thing, competitive eating. It's amazing. First, though, our cast of incredible kids have some fun facts about food that will definitely surprise you. That's incredible. Carrots once came in a range of colours, but none of them were orange. You don't say. For a long time, orange carrots weren't eaten very often because most people liked white and purple carrots. Some people think the orange carrot became popular because of a man in the 16th century called William Orange. But whatever it was, it's a good thing because the orange carrot is the healthiest of them all. You look perfectly healthy to me. With high amounts of vitamin A. There are now six different colours of carrots. Purple, black, red, white, yellow and orange. Tomato sauce was originally sold as a medicine. (coughs) Do you love tomato sauce? 
Well, back in the 1830s, nearly 200 years ago, the man who invented ketchup said it would cure everything from diarrhoea to rheumatism. He even made it into pills. Unfortunately, he wasn't telling the truth, but that doesn't mean it's not delicious. A dairy cow will produce about 28 litres of milk a day. There are dairy farms all around the country producing the milk that ends up in your fridge. And each cow can produce a bathtub full of milk in just a week or 90 glasses of milk a day. When you add that up, over the lifetime of the cow, that's over 300,000 glasses of milk. Honey has been used for thousands of years for dressing wounds. Honey has been used for centuries to help with treating everything, from sore throats (coughs) to skin conditions and digestive problems. It has also been scientifically proven to help heal cuts and wounds because it's got antibacterial properties. It's best to use honey that's classed as medical grade. So you better save that jar at home for spreading on toast. White chocolate isn't really chocolate. What? White chocolate doesn't contain any of the key ingredients that makes chocolate, chocolate. Cocoa solids. But it's still yummy. I love chocolate. The sandwich was named after a man who was too busy to have a sit-down lunch or dinner. I'm just too busy. The first sandwich was said to have been made of salted beef between two slices of toasted bread and was made for a man called Lord Sandwich back in the early 1700s. Apparently, he was playing cards and didn't want to leave the table, and he also wanted something he could eat with one hand. Ta-da, the sandwich! Most red food colouring comes from ground-up bugs. What? (laughs) The red dye used in lots of sweets, soft drinks, flavoured yoghurts and ice creams comes from the cochineal, a cactus-eating insect from Central and South America. The bugs are scraped off the cactus, dried for a few days, then ground up and added to water to make cochineal. It takes around 140,000 bugs to make one kilogram of cochineal extract, which makes a lot of red cordial. The heaviest pumpkin ever grown weighed as much as a small car. There are people around the world who enter competitions to see who can grow the biggest pumpkin. And Matthias Villemins of Belgium currently holds the record with a pumpkin weighing 1,190 kilograms. That's about twice the weight of a very large polar bear. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. What? Red colouring comes from bugs? Think about that next time you eat a red frog. 
Time to learn about the wacky world of competitive eating. Mikey Robbins is a comedian and he's written a whole book about food, including the art of competitive eating. That's when people try and eat as much as they can in the shortest amount of time. It would give you a tummy ache. In fact, just thinking about it gives me a tummy ache. So why do people do it? And how do they manage to squeeze all that food into their stomachs? Well, one guy who knows all about it is Mikey Robbins, and he's going to share his story. Hi, my name is Mikey Robbins, and I'm a comedian, but recently I've become an author. Yes, take that, Miss Hitchens, my year 10 English teacher, who gave me a D for my Great Expectations book report. I'm an author now. My book is called Seven Deadly Sins and One Very Naughty Fruit. Naughty, naughty boy. It's about the strangest stories in Western food culture, from ancient Egypt right through to modern-day Las Vegas. But I should warn the grown-ups listening, it's a bit naughty. (laughs) When we ask ourselves what is competitive eating, it's almost part of the human DNA. There have been eating competitions for as long as people have been sitting around the carcass. Sure, at first it was just about how much you could stuff in your mouth before the more aggressive scavengers showed up. But once we'd wiggled our way to the top of the food chain, for some reason, I don't know why, we made a sport of trying to out-eat our fellow man. Now, there are stories from the Middle Ages to the early Industrial Revolution of travelling gluttons who would go from town to town, a bit like the TV show Man vs. Food, and they would challenge the local gluttons to eating contests. I see no other option than to challenge you to a duel. Probably the best known of these is a man from England in the 17th century called the Great Eater of Kent. His name was Nicholas Wood. And one night, he was seen to consume 60 eggs, a whole serving of roast lamb, and several pies. But of course, it changed once we got into the 20th century. You know, it mightn't come as much of a shock to realise that modern-day eating competition started in America. And the first one that we really know about was from Coney Island, just near New York. There was a hot dog stand called Nathan's Famous. Now, you'll hear about them later. They still exist. In 1916, they decided to have the first organised eating competition. Obviously about who could eat the most amount of hot dogs. Step right up, step right up. Try your luck at the hot dog eating competition. And for a long time, that was competitive eating done as a social thing. There used to be, like, at county fairs, there'd be pie-eating contests. But these days, it's very different. And the big change came in the 1990s. When two brothers, George and Richard Shear, got the gig of doing the publicity for Nathan's famous hot dogs. Now, the hot dog eating contest, they decided was a great marketing flair. So they started to really promote it. At the same time, they set up the International Federation of Competitive Eating, which later became Major League Eating. And these days, it is so huge that ESPN, which is one of the big sports channels in the United States, actually covers the hot dog eating competition and half a million viewers watch it live on television. Bizarre enough, some people can make a lot of money going around shoving food in their grubs. 
competitive eating, like any sport, actually has rules. Like some, you're allowed to have a glass of water to help wash things down. Some, it gets a bit yucky here. You've got to chew and you can't spew. I feel queasy. They really take it seriously. In fact, Joey Chestnut, who is known as the weapon of mass digestion, before a contest, he will go through periods of fasting, then drinking protein shakes, just so he thinks it makes his stomach expand. The number one ranked eater in the world. 74 hot dogs and buns. The nation's famous hot dog eating champion of the world. Joey! In the recent past, in under 10 minutes to win one competition, he ate over three kilograms of chicken wings. But that's not his best one. If you don't know what a Twinkie is, it's like a really horrible, spongy little cake. He ate 121 Twinkies in six minutes. When it comes to the most disgusting eating contest, the one that really made me feel a bit like I don't think I can finish my dinner came from the Ukraine, where Oleg Zoronitsky ate four 900-gram bowls of mayonnaise in under 12 minutes with just a spoon. The most bizarre eating contest I came across comes from an ingredient I use every day. It started in Britain, around about six years ago. A garlic eating contest. Really? I know it doesn't sound wild, but just think about this. This is raw garlic. And the winner was Oliver Farmer, who ate 49 peeled, he didn't have to peel them, raw garlic cloves in under five minutes. Ew. I should have said this at the start. Don't try this at home. Competitive eating is a very serious sport, and it's dangerous. In fact, I have a cautionary tale here, and it comes from the weirdest competitive eating contest of all time. It was in 1919. It was in Jacksonville, Florida, and it was between two contestants, New York Yankees outfielder, Ping Bodie, and his opponent, Percy the Ostrich. There was a challenge to see who could eat the most pasta. Somehow, I don't think this was Percy's idea. Now, it was all going fine, until on the 11th bowl of pasta, Percy the ostrich fainted. Don't worry, everyone. They took him back to the zoo and he was fine. All I'm saying is that an ostrich can eat a boot and a tin can. So just take my advice. Do not competitive eat. If it can make an ostrich faint, heaven knows what it can do to a normal human being. Who do you think would be best at competitive eating? A snake. Imagine if a snake got in a competitive eating contest because they can unhinge their jaw and they can make their thing really wide. They can go, oh, football, yes. Oh, delicious. I'm hoping it's going to break down soon. Time to see how many facts you remembered. Are you listening with someone else? We're going to have a quiz. When you know the answer, just sing the answer out. It's as simple as that. Here we go. How many different coloured carrots could you have in your salad? Did you guess six? You're correct. For an extra point, can you remember all of the colours? 
I'll give you 10 seconds to name them all. Ready, set, go. Orange, purple, black, red, white, and yellow. Wow. That would be some carrot cake, wouldn't it? Who invented the sandwich because he didn't want to leave his card game? For an extra point, say it in a posh English accent. Good gravy. If you said Lord Sandwich, you're correct. If you said Lord Sandwich, you're still correct, but you don't get the bonus point. If you said Lord Sanger, uh, (laughs) two bonus points for being inventive. Good stuff. Question three. Which sauce was originally sold as medicine? Tomato sauce. You've got it. If your doctor tries to prescribe you tomato sauce for something, say you'd like a pie with that. What food can be used as a dressing for a wound? The answer is honey. But remember... It can't be the stuff that you got in the cupboard. That's eating honey, not wound dressing honey. The proper honey to put on your wounds is pure honey. And it's not your mum and dad going, oh, honey, that just makes the wound feel better, but it's not going to actually heal it the way pure honey would. Thanks, honey. And finally, what coloured food dye comes from cochineal bugs? Red. The cochineal bug gives red food dye. Bet those red snakes are going to taste a bit different now that you know that. Radio, now it's time to take what you've learned into your everyday life. And one of the really wonderful things about food is it's so different depending on where you are in the world. Trying different cuisines and delicacies is an awesome way to get a taste of different cultures, but you don't have to travel to actually do that. Choose a food from another country you've never tried and ask a grown-up to help you find it in your hometown. Maybe there's a sushi shop near you and you can say, oh, can I try some eel or some raw fish? Maybe you've never had a crepe and they are incredibly popular in France, but also you can find them in other parts around the world. Be as adventurous as you like or go one step further. Find a recipe and try and make something foreign at home. It's good fun and if it doesn't work out, you probably won't know anyway because it'll just taste different. Maybe you could send us a photo of the interesting international food that you've tried. You can do that at podcast at mamamia.com.au. I can't wait to see how you've expanded your horizons in the food sense. So send your pictures and I look forward to speaking with you in our next episode. <laughs>